Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Open Forum Podcast. The next four episodes from days two and three are actually mixed up. They're in no particular order. We just wanted to group the guests in a way to make the listening a little bit more varietal. Um, so stay tuned. Make sure you read those show notes, seeing who is coming up in each episode, and enjoy the rest of our content from the Shape America National Convention in Nashville. All right. Well, after a brief two-second hiatus, we are back and better than ever. We're recording live from the U.S. Games booth here on the third floor of Shape America Conference here in Shape Nashville. And we are being joined by two very esteemed guests. Uh, some would say they are the pride and joy of the Midwest. Uh, Rockin' from Des Moines, Iowa, Eric Hurd and Carly Slaughterhouse, is that, is that right? Satterwhite, thanks. Carly, <laughs> inside joke for those of you listening, I apologize for that. Folks, how's the conference going? How's the week? Tell us everything. Yeah, I mean, I think the conference has been uh, incredible. Nashville's been this, an incredible location for uh, you know for the convention, and uh, you know we get to get to see the best best in PE here and, and network and, and hang out and chat and um, yeah, it's been kind of the highlights for me, just hanging out with all the cool people so far. I'd say just being a uh, Midwest girl, that uh, this is definitely feels similar to home. Um, I appreciate that uh, some people might not like the weather here, whereas it feels a little bit warmer to us. So, uh, <laughs> T-shirt and shorts weather, <laughs> man. T-shirt and short weather. People are complaining. I'm, we're loving this 57 degrees. It's, it's almost summertime. When I it's know. above freezing, man. It's, t-shirt, t-shirt shorts weather. <laughs> it's definitely been very cool this week. My first time being in Nashville as well. You can't walk anywhere outside without hearing music playing, yeah. smell True. good food, good people. Okay. It's been an awesome time. It's a great atmosphere. Good this, company. You know, we're walking around, enjoying the city. Absolutely. Seeing everybody out and about. It's really cool. I would have to say, though, the, the electricity of uh, having a PE teacher and like mine likes, it's like a massive PLC, a complete structure of like minds to be able to ask questions. And it's, it doesn't just stop at the convention itself. It's in hotel rooms. It's in a lobby. It's in the elevator. And it's constant. On social media, social new, media following yeah. new people, you know, making new connections all across the world. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as PE teachers, I feel like we're a little... A little different, you know. We we bring a certain unique. spice and unique. Definitely a better way to put that. Just a little bit. A, a certain kind of energy. When you multiply that by two, three, four thousand, I mean, the city is on fire right now with all the energy and right. the laughter and the love being shared. What's been the coolest thing you've seen so far, conference-wise? Cool session, presenter, things of that nature. Cool. Yeah, I, I I think for me, one of the first ones we did when we uh, got into Nashville is we went to um, uh, cricket presentation yes. from the you know from the people from Australia and um, you know just seeing them and their passion for the sport and then you know using using the USA cricket um, curriculum and, and videos and you know they're linking it to things that we can easily access mm-hmm. um, the way that they structured their presentation in kind of a play learn play learn um, was was really beneficial for me um, and then just kind of using small lead-up games um, to help your kids learn the sport and giving them some voice and choice and in, in how they do that and how they learn this new sport um, kind of in their own way 
was was just really fun for me. I think that's... Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I haven't been to a better session yet. I mean, all sessions have been fantastic, but the cricket session is um, something that was such a unique experience because it's something that is not non-traditional. Um, but what I really want to be able to, to hit on is they did a different way of uh, physical education and the structure, meaning it was inquiry-based. We talked about this inquiry-based uh, learning approach. Um, it's second nature to uh, over in Australia and in England that that's how they teach. Um, we need to, as educators, start thinking of ways to embrace the 21st century of doing more of that student autonomy um, where the students have that voice and choice and the students have a way of creating um, their rules and still showing that the, there's alignment with your standard but that the students have um, the autonomy to do so as well. So I really appreciated them giving us uh, an opportunity and increasing the cogn cognitive complexity of it as well. It's a, for, for me it kind of throws back to, at least I feel like when I was young, going out you know, to a baseball field and you're making up your own game. You know, you're playing your own home run derby, you're, you know, you're making up all your own rules, you're, you're playing a game of football and coming up with new rules on the spot. And um, I don't know, maybe we kind of got away from that a little bit into more of a structured sports environment and, and you know, you deal with some burnout with that of how structured it is. And now we're like, hey, let's just let kids be kids again. And, and you know, they're the, we, we talk about a lot of, you know, we might be the, uh, the masters of the content um, and of knowing the different stuff to do, but the students are the masters in delivering the content and, you know, uh, talking to other students about these games and including other students in, you know, to maybe new things that they develop themselves or new, new rules or new equipment to, to use. They're, they are totally the masters of um, bringing other kids into that and kind of sharing that experience with them. So I think it goes back to what they said first. Sometimes we, you, you hear the word assessment and it's like, oh, oh my gosh, stress, anxiety, you know, like, it's because it's been so pressured on that. Like, we went to the cricket uh, session, they were like, how do we make assessments fun again? Uh, here's how we do it. And I think that that's just a, a good way to bring that back in. Of, um, this is how we do it, just uh, being fun. That's a huge piece, and, I, and Carla, you touched on it. I think it's, even though we have some of the best teachers in the country mm -hmm. here, I think bringing in that international perspective. I mean, I think if you see the best teaching the same way you teach, you might not always have that much room for growth, but taking another fantastic dynamic model, and I'm not just saying that because one of the Aussies just, just pulled up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're talking about your session. Absolutely. But but being able to take that international approach and seeing like, well, this they have a top-notch program, but do it in a different style than we do, there's no way anyone doesn't benefit from, from that. You know right. what I mean? So Again, it goes back to the big, huge PLC. Yeah. Sharing ideas. That PLC Talk. just got yeah. much larger, didn't it? Did. It did, absolutely, <laughs> internationally. We mentioned earlier just how cool the Nashville scene has been. What's the coolest non-session related thing you've seen or done so far this week? Non-session related thing. One, one that you can share on, you know, on a family-friendly show, by the way. <laughs> I know Broadway gets um, a little lively at night. <laughs> I was very honored last night to be in a, a, a classy event, a red carpet for open uh, phys ed. I, um, I know Aaron Hurt had mentioned that it was the first first go around of these impact awards, um, so so take it easy on him for feedback. But he could have, I mean, that he knocked it out of the park. It was just, it was fantastic to be in a room of uh, um, impactful people. And I I told uh, Tom um, Stringer, I said, man, 
even just listening and seeing that and talking, even like listening to Artie, it made me feel like, okay, when I retire, I, I want to be the best educator that I can, but I want to continue that. So as much as the awards was impacting or we're, you guys were um, celebrating those people who were impactful, it, that room that night was impacting me to be a better educator too, because I'm like, oh, all right, here's how I network, here's my next step. Oh, how can I do that? Let me, let me jump on that. So it, it was. It it's was, not a right now thing. It's, yeah. there's, there's longevity to impacting the profession. Um, you know, if you're in it for the long haul, yeah, you, know, you, you can kind of see these people that have gone before and what they're doing to, you know, support and build up and and kind of prop up and push forward this kind of new new wave of of educators and then of teachers and and mentors that are that are coming next. And Artie's probably the role model in that perspective I can't I can't even begin to to calculate how much he did for the profession as a teacher yeah. he's probably done a thousand times more in quote-unquote retired. retirement yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean who embraces change better than him for I, real, I, I, for real. I, and and second order change is hard I know that even just coaching coaching teachers and, and being able but he said it best last night the impact award saying you can still be a coach like don't don't let that be away and uh, you, but you are a physical educator, a physical educator, and if you do it the right way, if you do it the right way as a physical educator and coach, you'll be impactful because you are a coach. So I think that, that he embraced that very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, back to the, and then so back to your question. I, for me, I uh, I went to the social for a little bit last night and was just walking through. And when I go to national conventions, I like to get a really good feel of the city. And so I spent, I took an hour and a half last night and I just walked around, awesome. you know, no, no agenda, like no direction, Yeah. just picking different streets, walking down, um, really trying to get a true feel, uh, of where we are. And uh, it, it's, Unreal. it's my, Unreal. it's my first time here, you know, and, um, so kind of yeah. want to, you know, so to speak, give my money's worth and really, really see a lot of different stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. how you can walk diagonally down streets is still <laughs> blind, mind blowing. It's to a me. real thing. They have signs and everything. Mind blowing. <laughs> Eric, mind blowing. I, I feel like your your plan for last night kind of summarizes my my life in a nutshell. No agenda, no no direction, just kind of wandering aimlessly. <laughs> I can support that full throttle, buddy. Then so. you'd be surprised at the opportunities that you know. <laughs> you just come walking striking up random conversations with people last night, telling them about the conference. Yeah. And speaking of, I'm sure there's a thousand meetings or sessions or things that you still want to take in, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Right. I do want to thank uh, Carly and Eric for popping on today. Yeah. This is definitely part of, thank a, you. of again, a growing PLC, a, a yep. growing relationship that we'd love to have. So thanks for sharing some time with us. I appreciate you um, putting this together, but uh, taking the time to embrace teachers. Sometimes we uh, are so focused on, here, try this, try that, but uh, embracing the teachers that are in the field. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks. For sure. Absolutely. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of the conference, and I'm sure we'll see you later tonight or, or tomorrow. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. Uh, still here, Open Forum Podcast, Mike Martinez, Mike Miller. We are on the third floor, the exhibit hall, U.S. Games booth. And I tell you, it's been nonstop traffic in, in the hall, in our booth, since noon yesterday, since the doors opened. I, I think... I think we saved our, our, our best guest for this round here, or guests for this round here. And I'm always saying that because I obviously I have a very East Coast New York bias. <laughs> we are joined by two reps from the New York Roadrunners program, Stephanie Herrick and Cliff Sperber are here joining us today. Folks, how's the conference going? What have you seen so far? Tell us everything about yourselves. Um, I'm Stephanie. 
Uh, this is my third time at SHAPE, I believe. Our conference has been going great. It's just really great to see how excited and passionate everyone is here. Um, I presented a session on Tuesday morning, and then I have another session today at 3.30 on uh, how we worked with Sport for Life and other organizations to make sure that our programming is inclusive and that kids of any ability can participate in all that we offer. And I would just uh, second that. I've been to a few SHAPE conferences also, and um, you, real f you really feel you're amongst kindred spirits. The level of dedication that the PE teachers have, many of whom have to raise their own funds to get here. And these are the folks who take PE really seriously and realize that the mission of PE and making kids physically active, physically fit, and enhancing their well-being, not only now, but for the rest of their lives, means that they've got as important a job as there is in America. And it's great to be amongst all these folks. Now, as someone who teaches in state of New York and New York City who has taught at different levels, I've been fortunate enough to have some previous experience with New York Roadrunners and the, the wonderful programs that you that you offer. For those who maybe aren't familiar, can you speak a little bit as to what the program is and what services you guys provide? You know, let me chime in. Stephanie's in, in charge of our training and we have a great training model where we really train and support PE teachers to do our programming. But the mission of New York Roadrunners, and we have a mission because we are a non-profit organization. People who know New York Roadrunners don't necessarily know us that way, but we're a non-profit. Our mission is to help and inspire people, particularly kids, through running. And over the last almost 20 years, we've created programs that currently serve almost 1,500 schools and a quarter million kids, not only in New York City, but throughout the entire country. So we're so excited to bring these services to schools and after school programs for free, our favorite four-letter word, free, and Stephanie will tell you more about the programs. Sure. So Rising New York Roadrunners is in, in its first year, and we used to have a couple of different programs, and we took a look at everything, and we're like, how do we make everything as simple as possible and cohesive and serve kids from pre-K through 12th grade? So we kind of took a, a deep look in how do we make this what's best for kids, so we took a look at the research and really took a deep look at physical literacy and long-term athlete development, and how can we really help kids be active for life? Um, and not be burnt out and make sure that they're having fun. So that's where we kind of came up with Rising New York Roadrunners. And uh, the kids can play fun games that are running based and they build their movement skills when they're younger. And as they get older, you can focus a little bit more on running. And we provide free events for New York City kids to come. And uh, like Cliff had said, we now also provide webinars and trainings for the coaches, teachers, parents who implement this program so that we can really give the kids the, the best experience. And the teachers or the coaches, parents, whoever is running the program, they um, track the kids' progress and how many sessions they've attended. And then the kids earn incentives for the hard work. So it helps keep them motivated and it's just really fun. They feel part of something. And if I may say, one of the really good things about our program model is while it's staff at a school or at a community center and coming before too long, uh, even in a family can, not yet, but coming, can uh, do the program, implement the program at their school or after school site or wherever, 
we have an office full of staff known as program coordinators who support the program implementers and are proactive in terms of reaching out with phone calls and emails and reactive in terms of responding to phone calls and emails, if not immediately, then within 24 hours. So this is not an online program. This is an actively supported program. And of course, it also comes with free incentives, both for the kids in the program and the site. And for those who are in New York City or nearby to New York City, also great free events attached to New York Roadrunners, which means they're world-class events. Uh, Mike and I both have been fortunate to have some experience uh, when we used to teach at the elementary school level of implementing these programs. And I, I can't speak highly enough, not just of the training materials that you provide to help run this, again, within your school or community center, but these free events, the, the, the jamborees, the, yeah. the, the races, the look on our kids' faces, kids who don't have much green space to run and play in or a track that's handy, when they come to uh, Van Cortlandt Park in New York City or, or the, Armory. I, the Armory, Icon Stadium at, on Randall's Island, and yep. see people who are cheering for them and see all this space, it, it takes them from, oh, we were just running to be silly and, and fun and, dare I say, fit, to this is a really big deal and this is all about me. And I feel like our kids don't get celebrated in that way very often. So I can't thank you folks enough for it's what I think is really a labor of love of, of, of being able to spread this this message and, and, and this opportunity to kids. I think I heard you mention, Cliff, that it's not just in New York City or New York State. If I didn't meet you at New York State Aford or I didn't come across, how would a teacher find out about this program or get involved with this program otherwise? Well, that's a great question because we are in all 50 states and have been for a number of years, and I might add that while the events are local to uh, New York City and those who have access to the events in New York City, uh, we provide technical assistance so that folks in Alaska and Hawaii and all the other states that are doing the program can also put on their own events. And you simply go to the website, you can go to uh, Rising New York Roadrunners, risingnyrr.org, find out all about the program. Go to nyrnewyorkroadrunners.org, youth and schools, lots of different ways to find us. Just Google Rising New York Roadrunners, lots of different ways to find us online. And then there's a ton of information on our website for those who want to teach running. We've got 84 award-winning videos on a, in our running star section along with plenty of other information on teaching running. So though we've really shifted in emphasis into physical literacy, the ability, confidence, and desire to be physically active for life and long-term athlete development, as Stephanie was saying, and we've really come to appreciate how important those themes are. We are New York Roadrunners, we are at heart a running organization, and we have a ton of resources around running as well. The uh, 12.30 dance break is happening right behind us. Uh, I thought a, a sensational answer from Cliff. I, a lot of great information in there. The two things that I really pulled out, if you haven't seen those training videos yet, it makes even a, a first-time novice runner feel like an expert yeah. turning those around. And I also got to thinking, it is cool doing a, uh, one of these events at you know Van Cortlandt Park or Central Park. I want to do one in Hawaii. <laughs> now that I know it's all over the country, I definitely want to do a little research into There's that. There's some Hawaii folks here. We could probably get that going. And, and, and again, 
I can't thank you folks enough. Going back to that, that, that big four-letter word, all this material is free. Absolutely. So it's accessible yep. to anyone and everyone. There's no reason why we shouldn't be taking advantage of this. We hope we hope everybody everybody does, and we look forward to formalizing a collaboration with Open before too long, which really helps put it out there to all the wonderful folks who are part of your network. And they also said, I never thought I'd be with Mike and Mike. <laughs> but it's our privilege to do so. We're making dreams come true, ladies and gentlemen. One, one interview at a time. Stephanie, I know you're super busy today. Thank you so much for giving us five minutes of your time and for bringing this, this fine gentleman with you as well. Stephanie and Cliff, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for being on. Let's do all the things. Let's do all the things. Speaking of all the things, we are still doing our thing here at the U.S. Games booth. Uh, the Exhibit Hall, third floor, Shape Nashville, the Music City. And we are being joined by, dare I say, a bona fide Twitter celebrity? No, or, or. you shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Bulls is here with us. The, the best thing to come from Canada since Alanis Morissette. Is that, is that true? Um, yeah, I'm not from Canada. No. No. Um, well, since since we're here yeah. and we're talking, <laughs> I, I will I will tell you my story tell that yeah. that I I won a contest from Dance Play, and they pay for my registration, and therefore I am part of ah. I am part of Dance Play, and now it's I'm from Canada, British Columbia. Yeah. Now, my original. I like Justin Bieber too, so we should. I'm, <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, my original guest was Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So you are correct. There you go. joining us from Iowa via Canada, which via, Canada. via British Columbia. It's yep. a, a little bit of a detour, <laughs> a, you know, a little bit of a roundabout, if you will. Uh, Carrie Bowles is here. Carrie, how's the week been going so far? Very, very good. Yep, lots of. I mean, just super busy, and I'm sure, everything is super exciting. Seeing everybody and. Is this yeah. your your first national convention? No, it is not. Um, I'm not sure. I I would say this is my maybe sixth or seventh. Oh wow! wow. So a, a, a seasoned a veteran. Yes. A se so we had a great um, PE club in college, and I got to go to a couple in college, and then I kind of started back up. And yeah. What's your What's your favorite part of the national convention? This one in particular. What's been the the greatest thing you've seen so far? Um. Being able to learn cricket. That you were here early enough to oh, see the Aussies? Yes. Yes. I presented um, Tuesday morning, and then I got to, yeah, learn some cricket in the nice. afternoon, and that was exciting. Not only is it a great, ga a great game, but how great are the Aussies, by oh, the way? Oh, yeah, great. Phenomenal I, human most beings. Most of it yeah. I didn't understand when they were singing, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I can watch and kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. Just stand in awe. Like, <laughs> uh, while we've been circulating and talking to people, We've met a bunch of pre-service teachers yes. who are here, which is awesome, being here that early in their in their young careers. For someone who's been to a national convention six, seven times now, I'm sure you've seen a lot and have done a lot. What's one thing for those who are not here that they that someone might not know about a national convention that you can kind of shed some light on? Like, what's one like behind the scenes type type secret about the about these conventions? Oh gosh! So, for somebody that has never been here and is not here, right? Yeah. Um, how how busy it is? How much <laughs> how much you know of your time is completely scheduled out? And but it's great. I think most of us as PE teachers like it to be fast and everything moving. And um, so I think that's something you can't really understand until you've been here. Right. Like you how just, how you overwhelming it could be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
and you know you have everybody that you haven't seen and everybody wants to to go here and there <laughs> and you, you know you you have that fear of missing out that you want to yeah. you want to go to five sessions and there's only one of you and yeah the yeah. FOMO is strong oh my gosh it's so hard <laughs> so hard um it's nice to to be able just to go in and if you don't like it go you know leave like you paid good money your school district paid money definitely find the sessions that that you really enjoy but yeah I, I don't think people understand how how busy and how you know you have two minutes to get to your next next session and meeting and <laughs> dinner and find all the time that. to eat lunch and yeah rehydrate yeah. And <laughs> well especially when you're running from session to session and then you run into i don't know someone like harry bullis who yeah. you you know, worshipped and idolized what? on the internet. Right. Who you absolutely need to talk to. And now you meet them in person. You you have to stop and say hello. Right, so. right. Yes, even if you're you're late for your next session. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the the cricket session with the Aussies. Uh-huh. Uh, what is the session that's still still on your agenda coming up that you're really excited to go see? Um, I have one at seven thirty tomorrow morning. I actually have to leave tomorrow, so that's um. kind of my my one before the general session and um that's on adventure ed mark friedrich i think i'm saying his last name right yeah from new jersey so i'm um have connected with him on the internet and on voxer so i'm excited i've heard such great things so i'm excited to go to his session and and see what the hype's about (laughs) mark's the real deal for sure yeah i met him last night so If, if Outdoor Ed, Adventure Ed is, is yeah. something you want to learn more about, he's probably the go-to guy, I would That's say. That's great. I'm um, excited. I have one more. I, I know you have a lot to oh, get to good. in sessions and such. And now there's a concert taking place anymore? I think so. <laughs> um, well, this might Tell be a, It's Romeo music. A perfect segue, actually. They turn up every day. We are here in Nashville, in the Music City. Yes. Do you have a favorite country music song? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, I would say, I, I mean, anything Garth Brooks, you can throw that. I do listen to country music. That's kind of what's what's on in my car at, at all times. So um, a favorite song. Gosh, that's hard. Um, that's the toughest question we're going to ask. I, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a favorite favorite song. No. Blame it all on yes. <laughs> I showed up in boots. Friends in low places. Yeah, absolutely. Can we get a few bars from you? Oh, no, I'm not singing. <laughs> last one not singing. You got me to talk. Last that, one that was about it. And Maybe tonight. We're, we're very, very thankful for your time and for popping on. And I will ask and you to sing for us again tonight. So, yes, uh, I will sing for you tonight. Off the air. <laughs> Carrie Bullis from Iowa, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Cause I got friends in no place. Can anybody else hear this? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we look ridiculous. Like, we just look ridiculous. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah. <laughs>